0: Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee. It's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd
2: Starnes. Oh, yeah. All right. Wow. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starnes radio program. We are in the home stretch and we've got a lot a lot of political news to to share with you today. Welcome everybody, and we are so glad you're joining us noon to 3 Eastern Herald the Todd Starns radio program. Uh, We have some great guests coming up, including our good buddy Ryan Helfenbein from the Standing for Freedom Center over at Liberty University. Also, our good buddy uh, Congressman Matt Rosendale from Montana is going to weigh in on the midterm elections, uh, as well as the insane inflation. And here's how bad it is. Biden is already blaming the Republicans – for the economy knowing what's about to happen. So, uh, we're going to be talking also with uh, Charles Thorngren from Legacy Precious Metals. Uh, he's going to give us all some great information on protecting our retirement accounts. And of course, we're going to be taking your calls as well. 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. Now, there was an interesting encounter last night in uh, Pennsylvania. So Pennsylvania, of course, becoming a battleground state. You've got the debate tonight. Uh, Dr. Oz going up against John Fetterman and that little mini-me bulge on the uh, back of his neck there. Uh, And they're going to be debating. And so a lot of the networks there, boots on the ground in Pennsylvania. And they interviewed a bunch of voters and the question they asked voters was very fascinating. They and, and you could tell it stunned the MS DNC host because she clearly thought they would answer that uh, they were traumatized by January 6th, that their votes had changed because of January 6th. But that turned out not to be the case. And I'm curious, before we play this audio, I'm curious to know from you, the listeners of this program, Did your opinion of the Republican Party, your opinion of Donald Trump, did it change? Was it affected by what happened on January the 6th? And I'd like for you to give us a call one way or the other. I'm very curious to see nationally whether or not this is going to be an issue in the midterm elections. 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. Now, I want you to take a listen uh, to this interview. It did not go as planned. Cut number 10.
3: Doug Mastriano was at the insurrection and he was photographed breaching one of the restricted areas. Is that okay?
1: Which area? Because I saw video where Capitol officers yes. were taking away barriers and unlocking Opening doors. for doors. People. So, yeah. I mean, I, They opened the gates. So it shouldn't be
3: disqualifying for an elected official no. if no, they no, participated as as he didn't, in January
1: 6th? He didn't, he didn't strike anybody. He didn't hurt anybody. Yeah, and the no, only no, one that no, died
4: was a no, protester no, there, not a Capitol police officer. An unarmed
1: officer. female veteran. That's the only the one that died.
3: That's well, the only one who died. A police officer did die. no. But it was a stroke.
5: That's not. That's, that's not, not on site. by that. That's because right. he shouldn't have been a police officer. It was one woman So was
3: what do her. you make, though, overall of January 6th? I mean, it was watching that footage. It was pretty disturbing. I mean, there were people throwing excrement at the walls, and it was our. You know, the Capitol. It looked true. a lot
4: like Antifa's action. Yeah, it
5: except on a much smaller scale, it looked the same as the
1: Black Lives Matter riots. That's it's what been, I saw the similarities to be. The country, not just one. burns. Kenosha burns. But so it's okay Makesha just because burns. just because, because
3: one side that you no, disagree with? I'm saying Antiva okay. infiltrated. No, saying it's
1: good for one, it's good for the other. Anybody who harms anybody, way. anybody who caused property destruction, that needs to be dealt with. Yeah, but if you're there making side. your voice heard at the yep. people's house, no less, that's, again, it's a fundamental constitutional right of an American citizen and people should not be being held political prisoner uh, because of it for
4: misdemeanors that's I mean, East Germany that's East Germany. tactics
1: yeah that's what's scary
6: it was an actual fiery but mostly peaceful protest and the other ones that were the <laughs> was the protest
3: Legitimate our, in your, your our eyes, administration, because... I feel like,
1: is using it as their Reichstag fire. Yeah. That's exactly what they're using it as. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, there.
1: Do you
3: think that President Trump could have quelled the violence that day?
4: Not him
6: personally. I don't no. think no. so now. I don't think so. It started while he was still speaking. I was actually there. I, I, I was there to, to see what I thought was going to be the last time I ever saw Trump. Little in so
7: did he tell everybody to go and. And start riding? No. no he did not. I didn't think so. No,
6: and, and actually, um, I, I, I stayed for the whole speech, like a ton of people did. Mm-hmm. And then we all headed to the Capitol because he said, let's go to the Capitol and, and peacefully, let, peacefully, let our voices be heard. And we get to the Capitol and we're like, what the hell's going on? Because it had already happened.
0: I'm pretty sure I saw Democratic operatives instigating people to cross barriers.
2: Oh, my word. You know that triggered somebody over at MSDNC. Uh, You know, here's an interesting takeaway here from this random sampling of the voters there in Pennsylvania. These people are talk radio listeners, and I want to explain why. You heard the host trying to shove this fake narrative. Well, a police officer died. No, a police officer didn't die. The only person who died happened to be a veteran, an American who was an American woman who was there for the protest. She's the only person that died on the Capitol steps or inside the Capitol on January the 6th. That's a matter of record. But it was interesting because clearly all of those people listening were uh, in that uh, group were listening to talk radio. They were following conservative uh, news websites because they actually had the full story of what went down. But the takeaway for me is that whatever's going on with this committee, whatever's going on with the hearings, I don't think it's moving the needle with voters one iota. I want to go to the phones here, 844-747-8868. Let's go to John in Georgia, WDUN, our great station there. John, what about yourself? Has your mind been changed? Uh, How are you
5: doing today, Mr. Starr?
2: I'm well, thank you.
5: Uh yes, my mind has uh drastically changed, uh but not in the way that you're saying. My mind is uh, gained, actually become stronger and stronger to vote for Trump and the Republicans.
2: Is that right? Why is that? So why are you now more more emboldened to vote for Trump and the and the Republicans?
5: Well, I see the just the criminal activity and unconstitutional activity and nobody's held accountable for it, just like the J6 prisoners who have been held with their rights violated since the day they've been locked up. I mean, we can't we just can't deal with this anymore. These people have got to go.
2: Period. Quite frankly, you know, I know that uh, Kevin McCarthy said that, you know, when the Republicans retake the House, the first order of business is going to be what the revocation of the 87,000 IRS agents. But what they ought to be doing is getting those J6 prisoners, political prisoners out of the jails. I mean, many of them have been held there for years without even having a trial.
5: Absolutely. Absolutely no pre-trial, no anything. Nothing. Really, They're please. just sitting there. Exactly, and that's a total, a total violation of their rights. It's like I've told my representatives, I don't want to hear about George Floyd's rights when these people's rights are clearly being violated.
2: About, no so doubt about that, John.
5: Of, that, that's just one of the many reasons I've been emboldened even more. I mean, I've always voted Republican. I've always seen through the Democrats. I know what they are. I've always known what they are, and they've just gotten worse and worse and worse, and we have to stop this one way or the other
2: all right john appreciate the call thank you for listening 844-747-8868 uh again when you look at the bigger issues facing the nation and i think everybody sees everybody sees what's really going on here everybody sees that the j6 committee is about political payback it's about the deep state it's about the washington establishment trying to stop Donald Trump and trying, trying to stifle this MAGA revolution, because that's what's happening within the Republican Party right now. You have a complete takeover of the party by President Trump and his supporters. This is not your daddy's Republican Party anymore. At least that's the mindset among voters. And that's why so many people are concerned. And I get these emails all the time from you. You're saying, Todd, I I, I want to support the Republicans, but every time I do, they let me down. Well, you know what? It's I'm willing to take that chance. I'm willing to give them one more chance because we've got to stop the Biden agenda. We just have to. By the way, new polling data coming out. This is a great news for you Republicans out there in Georgia. There is a new um, Trafalgar and Daily Wire poll, and it's pretty much got Georgia Democrats seeing red. Herschel Walker and Brian Kemp now leading against their opponents. Uh, Brian Kemp a seven-point lead in his rematch against the novelist Seisty Abrams. Herschel Walker has been surging. And this is important because the surge is happening after all of these crazy allegations came out. It turns out voters in Georgia, you folks apparently just don't care about this. You see this for what it is, a bunch of political hate and nonsense. Herschel Walker holding a 48.9 to 46.5 lead over Senator Raphael Warnock. So, Herschel Walker is looking strong. So, again, for our Georgia voters, have you been emboldened to get out and vote for Herschel Walker and Brian Kemp on Election Day? Uh, Let's go to the state of Maine, WLOB, the Big Lobster, Jim on the line. All right, Jim, what say you?
8: Ah, good afternoon, Todd. Great hearing you guys. Um, So, yep, I have even leaned further. I'm going to be honest, I voted for Obama because I had the first time. Because I wanted that hope and change, and I saw the collapse and what they did and what he did. And my point was that uh, those people that were scaling the walls of the Capitol in black hoodies and backpacks, they just didn't look like Trump voters to me. There was something off there a little bit for me. Um, But I voted for Trump last time, and I will, again, if he runs or any other Republican across the board. We've got to get these folks out
2: Jim I'm curious how how did that work going from an Obama supporter to becoming a trump supporter what was the big issue for you
8: well I voted for him uh, most most of my wife's family were they' very liberal um, I, I I didn't I was upset with some of the war mongering that was going on in the bush years and Cheney and all that Halliburton stuff so I got a little Tired of that, and in Obama is a he's a finesser. He, he he can make you believe him, and I did believe him. I said, "All right, I, I, I'm not racist. I, I I have no problem with this guy. I'll give him a shot." But then it complete. I saw, you know, over the course of the first four years, and then the second um, second time around, uh, I voted for Romney, even though whoever it was, I. That was just so awful. Oh, May as well
2: vote for the Democrat. Oh, yeah. all right.
8: <laughs> so, but I saw, that I saw what they were doing and what they have been doing everywhere, in the schools, just everywhere. So the lesser of two evils is the Republicans right now.
2: Jim, I, I love what you said about the people in the hoodies. Uh, I, I'm with you. When I saw that, and and it all happened live on this radio program, we were on the air across the nation, and we were describing the events as we saw it. People very clearly athletic. They were scaling the sides of the building. They were jumping through the windows. And Jim, I got to be honest with you, and I don't mean to disrespect the MAGA world, but we're pretty well rounded. We like our fried chicken and uh, our potato salad. <laughs> So I don't see us running up all those stairs and being able to do anything except take a nap. Uh, I mean, I, no I disrespect. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> all right, Jim, hang in there. And uh, we're we're glad to have you as a part of the show. I really I don't mean any disrespect, but there's no way the Trump supporters are getting up those stairs. All right. We got to take a break here. 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. Thanks to you great Americans, MyPillow is an amazing company. And Mike Lindell has an amazing offer for my listeners on his standard MyPillows. You get a standard MyPillow, normally $69.98, only $19.98. You're also going to get deep discounts on all MyPillow products like MyPillow towels, mattress toppers, My slippers, so much more. All you have to do is go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square to get Mike's standard MyPillow for just $19.98. Or you can call 800-839-8506 and use the promo code STARNS. MyPillow is made in the USA, comes with a 10-year warranty so you know it's going to last, and a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. It's time to start getting the quality sleep we not only want but need. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-839-8506 and use the promo code STARNS to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his standard MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com, promo code STARNS, or call 1-800-839-8506. All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, Hey, by the way, this is our final week of raising money for Alliance Defending Freedom. And uh, we have been raising money all month. Uh, we do this once a year, and it's our way of really paying it forward. A Last defending freedom is representing so many people all over America who are coming under attack because of their beliefs, and they never charge a single penny. All the cases pro bono. So your donations are helping to fight for that cause. And again, I you know I guess it's maybe it's because of the economy and a lot of that uncertainty. Um, you know, some people are saying, "Well, I'm not sure if I should give." No, we need you to give. We need you to just, whatever it is, go to toddsterns.com, click on the ADF banner, and you'll be able to, to donate. All right. Um. I, I want to share a story. I was listening to our flagship station this morning, KWAM, in Germantown, Tennessee, um, um, the, the station based in Memphis. And Germantown is a suburb. It's sort of like a Loudoun County sort of a situation with the school board there. The They're nonpartisan races, so you don't have Republican versus Democrat, but you can pretty much figure out where everybody is on the whole uh, the scheme of things, um, at least on the political spectrum. And I, um, I wanted to share um, this crazy story. So yesterday, early voting underway, and one of the there's a. A conservative candidate, and it's kind of like a mom's for liberty style candidate. And she's very conservative. She's very concerned about uh, the school district, and they had the mandatory masking of the students. Students who were not masked got in trouble or were put in isolation or something uh, back in the day. Um, Parents were sort of, were, were basically removed from the equation. And so this mom said, you know what, she's never run for office before, and she said, I'm going to run for office. This is, ladies and gentlemen, one of the nastiest and ugliest campaigns I've ever seen. It is, I mean, I'm telling you, these woke educators are very protective of these school boards, and they, they're very protective because they know that's the cover they have to implement whatever radical ideology they want to advance in the classrooms. And it's really bizarre. But anyway, uh, they were out there at a a polling location. Some woman comes up, and she starts screaming and causing all sorts of chaos. Um, She saw the spouse of this school board candidate standing there, and the guy had their four-year-old son on his shoulders. And she's going over there and grabbing the hand and trying to jerk away the sign, basically being an idiot. And fortunately, nobody was injured. But another candidate, there were many candidates there. Another candidate saw what was happening, and they called the police. And the police come out. I don't, know, I don't think anybody got arrested. But again, it's this level of vitriol and hatred towards the conservatives. And it's sort of shocking to see that here in, in real time in a conservative area like Germantown, Tennessee. In Rome, Georgia, last night, we just got word that Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene was the victim of yet another SWATting. the sixth time the SWAT team has showed up at her home. And we all know what happened last night, Hialeah, Florida. Get this. you had, Imagine what would have happened if you had a Barack Obama campaign volunteer that was left beaten in the streets and left for dead. This would be breaking news, and you'd have every news anchor in America in Hialeah, Florida, reporting this story. But there's been no national news coverage. As a matter of fact, the the only leftist groups out there covering this story, they're trying to insinuate that the Marco Rubio volunteer had it coming. He was out there canvassing a neighborhood, attacked by four thugs. The guy suffered facial injuries, internal bleeding, a broken jaw, not to mention the dozens of churches and crisis pregnancy centers that have been firebombed and vandalized i have a question is joe biden responsible for all of this is he responsible for unleashing this violence on conservatives That eighty eight sixty eight that is our telephone number this is the todd stearns radio show there's no doubt the nation is facing a financial crisis because of the biden administration's economic policies Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and no doubt our economy is in trouble, and you need to take steps to protect yourself. Now, if all your money is tied up in stocks, bonds, and traditional markets, you are vulnerable. Gold is one of the best ways to protect your retirement. No matter what happens, you own your gold. It's real, physical. It's always been valuable since the dawn of time. Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust for investing in gold, and they can help you roll your retirement account into a gold-backed IRA where you still own the physical gold. They can also ship the gold and precious metals safely and securely to your house. Did you know a million dollars worth of gold can actually fit inside a shoebox? Call Legacy at 866-528-1903 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. All right, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, put down, I I want you to put down your vegetarian sandwiches, please. If you're eating a, I don't know, a a Brussels sprout sandwich or whatever, if you're drinking one of those, um, you know, vegetable beverages that look like liquefied lawn clippings, just set that aside. Grace, I'm just trying to expand my culinary horizons.
9: Todd, I think you need to give our audience more credit. I don't think they're eating that gross stuff.
2: You don't think so? No, I All don't right, think so. All right, so if you're eating a king cotton bologna sandwich on Wonder, on Wonder White Bread, just set that <laughs> aside with a little slather of uh, a little slather of Duke's mayonnaise. Just put that aside for a moment because we need to have a conversation about something, Grace Baker, that is somewhat disgusting. So we told people yesterday about this guy. Uh, his name is Dylan Mulvaney, and he's on this road to becoming a woman Oh yes, which is basically he's making a mockery of. I've never he. I, that's not how a woman behaves.
9: No, day. What he counts like every day he's a woman. I'm like, do
2: I don't you know. do that? Do you no. wake up in the morning and you, you, you know, little Merlot's waking you up, licking you on the face, and oh god, the alarms going off, Mister Producers, like honey, take the dog out, <laughs> rise and shine. It's day seventy two of being a woman.
9: No, I don't know what day I'm on. A lot more than two hundred, I can tell you that.
2: You know, I'm wondering, Grace. Before we play this audio, I I'm just curious to know if women are offended by these transgender people, these guys who think that being a woman is about wearing makeup and talking with a, a high-pitched voice. Oh. oh, I'm look at me! I'm a woman.
9: Todd, you're a little too good at hear
2: that. me roar. I mean,
9: really, really too good at that.
2: is that what it's really all about? I mean, and dressing flamboyantly and accentuating your <clears throat> parts.
9: That's news to me, but.
2: <laughs> I'm just wondering if women find that offensive because that's what that these transgender guys, they're making a mockery of, of what it means to be a woman.
9: Like they're like, ah, oh, it's easy. Look at me. I became a woman. No big deal.
2: So there is one specific – well, there are several specific areas of the human anatomy that would qualify one to be a female. This is true. And so this guy, Dylan Mulvaney, who's, a I guess, a popular person on the TikTok and was invited – and this is why this is important. This moron was invited to the White House. He was invited to sit in the Oval Office and, and interview – President Biden. Now, keep in mind, President Biden will not sit down in front of actual journalists, professional journalists, and have a conversation, but he's more than happy to have a conversation with people like Dylan Mulvaney. And it was during that conversation that Mulvaney said um, he got the president on record as supporting these medical mutilation surgeries for children and saying that really parents don't have a right, parents don't have a say. As a matter of fact, in some instances, and we're going to get to this story in just a little while, some parents can actually be charged with abuse if they do not allow their kid to have their private parts removed, cut off, extracted from their bodies. So anyway, this is the person that that the White House invited in. And I want you to hear this. And again, set aside your sandwich for just a moment. Cut number
10: one. Day 74, being a girl, round of applause for the makeup. And I wore this outfit shopping today. And I thought that these might be my new shopping shorts. But I was walking around and everyone was staring. And I was like, oh, okay, what's going on? And they were all staring directly at my crotch. And I went, oh, I forgot that my crotch doesn't look like other women's crotches. Because you're a dude! Because mine doesn't look like a little Barbie pocket. And I thought, okay, Dylan, you have some options here. Number one, you can stop wearing clothes that fit like this and, and just find looser-fitting items. Number two, I can do a tuck, which is going to have to be a whole other video, but it's very painful and involved of a... <clears throat> or number three... I just normalize it and I wear clothes like this and we all just normalize women having bulges sometimes because we're coming up on bikini season, baby, and you might see a bulge or two. So normalize the bulge. We are normalizing the bulge. Women can have bulges and that's okay. We're not going to stare at their crotches while they're wearing their little shopping shorts at the mall.
2: I know the country's gone to hell in a handbasket. I I get it, folks. I I get it. But here we are, and you have to wonder, the greatest generation, the greatest generation, did they ever imagine that one day the the great-grandchildren of that generation would be fighting a very different battle of the bulge? I mean, just think about that for a moment. There was a very important phrase that we need to pay attention to here. It's normalizing. This is, this is what TikTok is all about. This is what your public school system is all about. This is why in, in Germantown, Tennessee, they have this radical school board race going on in Loudoun County, Virginia, in Florida with all the school districts because they're trying to normalize this behavior through our public education system. That's why. That's why they're so ferociously defending their positions on these school boards. Because they have the power. And you better believe that what this guy is talking about here is going to end up in the classroom. They want to normalize all of this. That's why they're going in at preschool level and teaching these little three- and four-year-olds that it's okay for little boys to identify as little girls and vice versa. That's why in Western North Carolina just a few days ago, and by the way, I'm so happy for Fox News to finally jump on this story, but we talked about it about a week and a half ago, where you had a boy who identifies as a girl on a volleyball team and literally spiked the ball during a game into the face of a biological female. She was knocked out. She suffered head and neck injuries, and the school said, hey, wait a second, we're not going to put our girls in harm's way anymore, and they had to forfeit. And my question is, why should biological girls have to suffer? Why should they be the ones to have to forfeit? Why can't they play and compete alongside other biological girls? And the reason is very simple. They want to normalize this. I wrote many years ago, and I remember there were some people at Fox News who thought I was, I was off my rocker when I wrote this. But I warned people that a day was coming when they would try to erase gender, that there was the sex and gender revolutionaries wanted to create a genderless society. And that's exactly where we're heading, folks. And somebody along the way over the past couple of years, they just and they've been sort of coasting along here. Well, somebody stepped on the gas. And here we are where you have this pervert who was invited to the White House and who was given a global platform to spew this very bizarre and perverted ideology that women can have bulges. And it's simply not true. They're making a mockery of women, and they're making a mockery of gender. They're making a mockery of God who created all of us. And I'm wondering, ladies, if you are offended by this, do you have a problem with this? This idea that men can become women, and this is their version of what you are as a woman. Uh, what? Me- tons of makeup, a sparkly dress, a feather boa, a high-pitched voice, flitting about here and there. 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. We're going to be taking your calls on that, and I wanted to Again, remind you that we are in the middle of the, the home stretch here. We're raising money for Alliance Defending Freedom. Last night, big debate in Florida. Another compelling case why I need you to support my campaign for Alliance Defending Freedom. In the race for governor, you got Ron DeSantis squaring off against Charlie Crist. At one point, DeSantis drew a sharp contrast on one controversial issue. I also signed, I'm the the father of
11: a five-year-old daughter and a two-year-old daughter as well as a four-year-old son, but my daughters are very athletic, and we signed legislation to protect the right of women athletes, that you should not have someone competing on the men's team for three years and then switch to the women's team. Charlie Crist opposed that bill. He said he
2: would have vetoed it. I'm going to protect women's sports in the state of Florida. Well, thank you, Governor. And this is a headline-making issue from coast to coast. We've been talking about it for months on this program. And one that could impact your daughter or your granddaughter. And there's only one nonprofit Christian conservative legal organization fighting to protect women's sports in all 50 states. And that organization is Alliance Defending Freedom. So, folks, again, we're in the final four days of my campaign at ToddStearns.com. Go there. Click on the ADF banner to make your generous donation. We need $20,000, folks. That's what we need. Uh, By the way, if this is your first gift, it's going to be matched 100%, doubling your impact. Everything you give is entirely tax deductible. So once more, right now, ToddStearns.com, you click on that ADF banner. You can also phone your gift to 855-417-6556. That's 855-417-6556. We'll be right back. Let's get to the phones here, 844-747-8868, Mary Lou in North Carolina, WHKP, our great affiliate there. Mary Lou, how are you?
7: I am fine. I called you last week, and you mentioned after we spoke that you had lunch in Forest City. I did,
2: at the Smith's Pharmacy. Yes.
7: Absolutely, and I know exactly where that is. My daughter lives in Forest City, and we've had lunch there as well.
2: Isn't it a fun little place, Mary Lou?
7: It is. It is. It takes me back to when I was young.
2: <laughs> right, anyway. the old counters. Yeah, we, you know the young kids. They don't. You know, they don't remember those days where you could go up to the yeah, um, and, the pharmacy and have a burger.
7: Exactly, and they they miss so much from the way it used to be. But my response to your question is how women feel about these guys trying to be women, it, it does offend me. I was born a female. I was raised as a little girl, and then I grew into a woman, and now I'm a senior woman. And women, the majority of women, don't act like that. They don't talk like that. They don't dress like that. They don't behave like that. And it's, it's just wrong that they're doing this. And I feel so bad for the children and the young people that just get so confused. It's, it's so wrong. You know if god 's got to put his foot down sooner or later because this is just getting way way out of control
2: it's it 's bizarre but as
7: a woman, I do it is it is bizarre it 's like it 's like a, watching a, a nightmare movie or something it 's just wrong
2: Mary Lou society is becoming unraveled and and we 're in the process of that unraveling and you 're right I think the the only solution here is for the pastors of America to rise up across all denominations. And really exactly. start addressing these tough issues from the pulpits.
7: Mm-hmm, exactly. And and quit worrying about hurting people's feelings. You know, this this is we're we're going to stand in judgment for all these kind of things. And if we don't if we don't put a principle, if we don't put our principles forward and try to fight the best way we can, you know, in a peaceful way. I just, I would hate to see what's going to happen. I have great grandchildren, and I just, it scares me what's going to happen with them.
2: I just, I can't imagine, uh, you know, I can't imagine being the father of that girl, the volleyball player there in Hiawassee Dam, North Carolina. I can't imagine, the the father, if that had been me, I'd have been out there, uh, I'd be on the court. That's what I would be. They would have, they would have hauled me out of there in in handcuffs.
7: Right? Right. See, those things are just, they're wrong. Mm. And, uh, but I just wanted to share my opinion. Yes, I am very offended.
2: Mary Lou. God made
7: me a female from day one, and that's what I am. We don't act like that. <laughs>
2: and we're glad he did. Amen. Uh, Mary Lou, thanks for the call. By the way, I want to say happy birthday to our good friends at WHKP. Got an email from Art Cooley and the gang over there, Richard Rhodes. 76 years old yesterday, still locally owned and operated right there in Hendersonville, North Carolina. Uh, Art says, I've been here for 65 of those years, and Richard for over 40. He says, people tell us we can't keep a job, so good for you. And he also says, that they're glad they added the Todd Stern show to their lineup, and we are too, uh, Art and Richard and uh, all the great team there. Thank you so much for the great work you guys do. All right, let's go to James in Georgia, WDUN. Hey, James, what's on your mind?
12: Hey, Mr. Sterns. Uh... I've got an opinion, and it's about the same as your previous callers. Uh, I think these women should be offended. I mean, I I grew up in the 70s when, you know, all of the now movement was going on and, you know, all the, you know, women's rights. And, I mean, women have got the right to vote, been enfranchised, and now we've got these these guys uh, thinking that they're women that want to get in women's sports, and they're dominating. And women should be offended not only at the domination of that, but we, even one woman of the year.
8: I mean, if that can't offend a
12: woman, I don't know what will. We, they got to help us stand up to this nonsense. And,
8: you know, I'm not going to keep drinking the Kool Aid that they're trying to serve me.
2: It surprises me, James, that the feminists have not been leading the charge here. I mean, there have been some that have been speaking out. But by and large, I think they're just terrified. To, to speak out because the LGBT mob and it is a uh, you know it's a vocal group. I'll I'll give you that much. I used to say it's a small group. I don't think it's that small anymore. I think these act activists are very well funded, and they know they can bully and intimidate people. The good news for us on this program, we don't get we're not easily bullied. Uh, they're not going to intimidate us. So, uh, James, appreciate the call and thank you for listening to us. We appreciate our good friends at W D U N N. Georgia. All right, 844 747 8868. That is our toll free telephone number. I got to play some audio here from uh, last night's debate in Florida. Ron DeSantis, Uh, you got to love this guy. They were trying to get him to say that he would promise not to run for president. Here's what he had to say. Cut number four.
13: Well, listen, I know that Charlie's interested in talking about 2024 and Joe Biden, but I just want to make things very, very clear. The only worn-out old donkey I'm looking to put out to pasture is
2: Charlie Priss. All right. Hello. All right. It was so crazy that that uh, crowd at the debate, the moderator had to keep telling the, uh, the kids to, in the crowd to keep it down. They had to keep it down out there. Um, also, and we'll play some more of this audio coming up, Hillary Clinton, and we'll get to this in the next hour, Hillary Clinton becomes the first Democrat to say, that right-wing extremists are literally planning to steal the next presidential election. Uh, there has been no outrage from the media. There has been no condemnation from the Democrats. As a matter of fact, I don't think Liz Cheney has even raised her finger to suggest that there would be some sort of a, a special panel. But Hillary Clinton now becomes the first Democrat to say that uh, there is going to be hijinks at the ballot box. By the way, uh, speaking of that, there are some in conservative circles that are sounding the alarm bells, and they're suggesting that the high number and it looks like heavy, heavy early voter turnout, that that could be a problem and that could be a sign of potential voter fraud. Are you concerned about the possibility of voter fraud? Are you concerned that early voting may be the mechanism in which they implement the fraud? 844-747-8868. We're going to get into that in the next hour as well. That's 844-747-8868. By the way, got to tell you about our great store, Tonstarns.com. All sorts of great stuff. Wintertime coming up, you need a new coffee mug. We have our blessed, not bitter coffee mugs. We have tumblers. We have all sorts of great products that would make special Christmas presents as well for all of you uh, great conservatives out there. All right, that music means we've got a skedaddle. We'll be back, hour two coming up. This is the Todd Sterns Radio Show.
0: From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's common sense conservative commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us. That's right. I love this American
10: right. Do you think states should have a right to ban gender affirming health care?
0: I don't think any state or anybody should have the right to do that. As a moral question, and as a legal question, I just think it's wrong.
2: All right, that was President Biden and some dude who thinks he's a gal yesterday uh, or over the weekend during a White House interview. Welcome, everyone. Hour two of the Todd Stearns radio program underway. Fourteen days until the midterm elections. Fourteen days until we can stop all of this madness out there. And one of the organizations that has always stood tall and stood firm in the face of these culture wars is the Catholic League, our good friend, the founder, the president of the Catholic League, Bill Donahue. Bill, can we say we're old friends? It's been a while, but good to have you back with us.
14: Oh, uh, we, we go back a long ways, and I admire your courage in speaking forthrightly about the central moral issues of our day. And I commend Matt Staver, whom I know also at Liberty University. Keep up the great work.
2: Well, you're kind to say that, Bill. And and I tell you, I've never seen an organization fighting like you guys fight, and you're very effective. But this battle over gender in America is insane.
14: Well, it is. We have the, the two most pernicious ideas in the culture today are this, what I call transgenderism, because it really is an ism. It's an ideology. It's a it's it's a fiction, the idea that we can that the sexes are interchangeable and that men can become pregnant. There was a time when we were young, Todd, when we would put these people in the asylum. Now they're running Harvard University. So it's just the other idea that, that is also pernicious is CRT, critical race theory, that if you're white, you're a racist. Uh, we're teaching racism in the name of combating racism. So our society is upside down, inside out. It's topsy-turvy. It's what happens when you lose your moorings. And our society is based on Western civilization, which is based on our Judeo-Christian roots. We should be very proud of them. Instead, the elites are thrashing and and, and uprooting our, our wonderful heritage.
2: Bill, I was really taken aback by um, an article that appeared on CatholicLeague.org, and you rightly called out this crazy interview that this transgender TikTok star did, Biden inviting him to the White House, uh, and you say Biden is beyond creepy here.
14: Yeah, I mean, this is is astonishing. Uh, You know, a, a, a doctor here recently said if somebody walked into my office as a man, and he said, I want you to cut off my leg, he said, well, we wouldn't do it. We'd, not, we'd just don't walk in here and say, we're going to amputate your, your leg. But if he says, I want you to cut off my male genitalia, they would say, well, just go down the hall. You know, it, it's okay. I mean, this is, this is child abuse when you're dealing with children. And the idea that you would mutilate your body and, and, and engage in chemical castration with irreversible puberty blockers, does Biden even know or does he care what happens to young people? They're all now, there's a big movement of people de-transitioning. They're trying to get back to where they were before they had this kind of a breakdown. Instead of reaching out to these people, many of whom are mentally ill, others of whom are young girls, 70% of the people transitioning are girls trying to be boys, so much for the women's movement. Uh, these people need help. Now, they're doing it because they take it's chic, and they have no idea about the long-term consequences. He's celebrating this. At the same time that he says it's okay, he came right out and said, it's okay for the boys to use the girls' bathrooms. You can shower with them. It doesn't matter to him. You can, you can bust into their sports, ruin women's sports, and, and at the same time use their facilities. And as I pointed out, well, this is not a big shocker. This, after all, his daughter, I don't know if this is true or not, but she put it in her diary. I don't know too many daughters would lie about something like this. For what reason, I don't know. It was in her diary, Ashley, and she came out and said that when she was, she remembers uh, having sex with her friends at a young age and showering with her father, meaning the President of the United States, and as she put, probably not appropriate.
2: Yeah, it's, I mean, the family history, and, I mean, the the whole family's messed up, and you hate to say that, but it's the truth. So it's true. And uh, the the drug usage, uh, the, the diaries, all that kind of stuff, it certainly does lead one to ask what the heck was going on in the Biden household. You know, again, he was dating a woman who was much younger, who now is the first lady, uh, Dr. Mrs. First Lady Joe Biden. He was 30, she was 12. I mean, there you go. It's right in your face.
14: Well, we have a history of, 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 of alleged... Uh, grabbing of women uh and and more serious charges i don't know whether the more serious charges are, are accurate or not we know his son's a mess we know his son is uh loves to visit prostitutes a drug user and involved in all kinds of fraudulent behavior uh and i hate to see that in any family but the reason why we have to talk about it is that this man is the most powerful person in the world the president of the united states he's he's cognitively in decline his mental acuity is shot he, he falls asleep in interviews, can't answer basic questions, gets, gets names mixed up on a constant basis, has to be protected by his staff. He has his own daughter saying in a diary that we used to shower together, when, and I knew that was wrong in the way she could remember what was going on. Now he says the boys can shower with the girls, and, and they can also compete in, in sports against them. And he celebrates transitioning instead of reaching out to these poor people and trying to give them the help that they need. Uh, I think the country is in very serious straits, and to think that this is my president, and by the way, this doubly hurts me. Because he's Catholic. Because I'm, a, I'm a pride Irish Catholic on top of that. This man's a disgrace. He makes the Kennedys look angelic as Irish Catholics.
2: Bill Donahue, president of the Catholic League on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Bill, a couple of months back I was speaking at CPAC on a panel with uh, Father Frank Pavone, and he said that one of the big challenges is getting the churches engaged in the political process again. I I know on the evangelical side, a lot of our woke pastors have decided to set out the elections. How are things going on the Catholic side? Um, Are you seeing Catholics engaging in the political process?
14: It's very mixed. Let me tell you this. We just did a survey of Catholics recently. What it comes down to is this, and I don't think it's a whole lot different with Protestants. You'd know more about that than I do, but I can tell you with regard to Catholics. Practicing Catholics, the ones who actually go to Mass and you don't pay the bills, you know, put the money in the the basket, they are overwhelmingly uh, Orthodox and conservative. Now, the non-practicing Catholics, the ones that go a couple of times a year, if at all, not all of them are angry at the Church. It's, many of them are just simply lazy. We found that out. I'd rather that than any kind of anonymous. But there is a a, a more left-wing uh, element among the non-practicing Catholics. Not all of them are that way, but too many of them are that way. So it really splits down the middle whether you're practicing or not. Uh, quite frankly, I, I think that uh, we have an awful lot of people in our society, not just not just the pastors, the priests, the, the ministers, the rabbis, and the imams. I mean, of course, the board. There are an awful lot of conservatives who are, have been intimidated from speaking the truth about moral issues. Are they good on crime? Yes. Are they good on uh, the border issue? Yes. Are they good on inflation? Yes. What about when it comes to gay marriage, when it comes to transgenderism, and the things that we've been talking about, what Biden is talking about? There's a certain reticence there, a certain shyness, a diffidence. They're afraid to speak up because the left, which is the ruling class, they they are the ruling class in this country. They will will try to beat you down. Now, they won't do that to you. They won't do that to me. But unfortunately, uh, they do it to too many people
2: well bill i'm I'm encouraged and I think that uh, moms and dads are rising up and I think there are even some Democrats out there who have said this transgender stuff this is a bridge too far and, and I think it's waking up the electorate and i I really appreciate and respect the great work you guys are doing. We're going to get you on between now and, and election day and uh, we got to get you down to Memphis, Tennessee one of these days.
14: I'd love to and let me tell you just just, just a touch on what you just mentioned. I just saw a poll literally 20 minutes ago. Seventy-five percent of the American people say the whole transgender issue and the whole movement has gone too far. Seventy-five percent, so it's encouraging.
2: There you go. All right, Bill Donahue, ladies and gentlemen, we have direct links to the Catholic League over in our live show blog, and be sure to check that incredible organization out. Bill, thank you.
14: Thank you so much. Keep up the good work.
2: All right, uh, and some very good news uh, just coming in from the New York Post. I want to share this info with you? A state judge there now ruling that this idea of letting New Yorkers vote by mail because they're afraid of the China virus is unconstitutional. Uh, This is legislation that was uh, protested by conservatives and Republicans, so it is a major victory, a major win there in the state of New York. Um, Allowing New Yorkers to vote by mail due to China virus fears is unconstitutional, and uh, we're going to see how this plays out. Uh, the 28 It's a 28-page ruling. I'm reading from the New York Post here. Uh, by Saratoga County Supreme Court Justice Diane Freestone, she has ordered local boards of election to stop counting the absentee ballots they've already received. Instead, officials are going to have to preserve the ballots until after Election Day or the resolution of this lawsuit. So a huge win in New York State. And looks like a, you know a, the the possibility of stealing that election got a heck of a lot harder thanks to that judge's ruling. You know what, Bill Donahue, the guy is like a pit bull, but he's a lovable pit bull. Uh, but this guy, he will not let up. And they have incredible power, uh, especially in the nation's Catholic community. But he brought up something about um, uh, about the uh, about CRT. And so, uh, this coming weekend, there's a big movie coming up, the Marvel fans, for um, it's called Black Panther and what is it? Wakanda Forever? Is that the Wakanda Forever? That's what they say. uh, Grace, I always get that one confused with Akuna Matata. But that's uh, that's about the lions.
9: Totally different. This is about the Panthers. Yes. Okay. I just want to
2: make sure I'm getting this correct. So, anyway, it's one of the reasons that people love this film. And I saw Black Panther. The original, the first version. Yeah. And it was so well done. It was beautiful. It was a cinematic masterpiece. And I I enjoyed it. It was really good. It turns out that apparently that was problematic for some black activist out there who did not think white people should be going to see <laughs> their movie. Wow. So yeah, I thought that was over and done with. But now, there again, there is a movement afoot to tell white people, you don't. You should not be allowed to go and see Wakanda forever. Take take a listen here, cut eleven.
3: This message is to all our would be accomplices and white allies. This message is to all the white people who have BLM in their bio. If you really want to prove to black people that you love us and you care about us and you are down for the cause, do not go see that movie opening weekend. You buy your ticket you give it to a black person or a black family who can't afford to go. And then you go sit at that theater in front of the doors. You make sure that every black person in that theater can enjoy that movie in peace. You make sure that you use your body to block us from anybody who would be coming in that theater to do us harm. That is your job. You can go see it on another weekend, go see it on the second or third weekend, but the first weekend that's for us to do anything other than this is anti-black
2: well now um a couple of questions here as a uh, person of the caucasian persuasion uh, are we allowed to sit on the balcony are we as allow- they're like will they rope off the balcony so all of us uh, honkies can can sit up in the balcony or what about and, and again i just say this because you know they give you the big sodas it's oh, yeah. like a 72 ounce you get a gallon of you know the baptist martini. That's a Diet Coke with a wedge of lemon for all you Pentecostals out there. Um, and so you got to go to the bathroom. Is there a separate bathroom facility for the whites?
9: Oh gosh, I mean, yeah, you got the big the, thing of popcorn. It's going to mm-hmm. make you thirsty, and you're going to drink a lot of soda. It's bound to happen.
2: Or maybe a separate drinking fountain for just. I'm just asking here. I, oh. I, I don't want to offend. I I am planning to go and see it hopefully on opening night. Grace Baker and uh, I'm I'm going to hit the tanning salon. Oh, so gosh. I'll try to darken up my skin just a little bit. It's I'm I'm. Pretty Pretty Lily White. I'm about a shade shy of. I'm a shade shy of Duke's mayonnaise. This is true. This, what you just heard, though, ladies and gentlemen, that is critical race theory in practice. Right? That is that is what critical race theory looks like, and it's disturbing because we've got a generation of young people that behave just like this poor woman who does not understand that she is in fact a racist. Everything is about skin color, everything, movies, music, sports, church. It's all about there are some churches that literally freak out over the fact they don't have enough blacks in the church choir or in the pews. And i it, it seems to be a white centric problem because I don't hear any black churches complaining they don't have enough white people in their congregations. But anyway, if, if you don't have enough white, if you don't have enough minorities in your church, well, you're a racist. If you got a perm or you got dreadlocks, well you just culturally appropriated somebody. Taco Tuesday, you're xenophobic. So, this is where we are right now, folks. You need to we're going to we're going to keep bringing this to you because they'll tell you, "Oh, we don't we, we don't teach CRT. We don't do that." Oh, yes they do, and that's what it looks like. 844-747-8868 Wakanda Forever America. All right, get funky, America. Welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us. Let's go to the phones here. 844-747-8868. Rocco in Georgia. WDUN, our great station. Rocco, what's on your mind? Hey, Todd, how are you? I'm good,
12: thank you. Hey, I got a question for you. Uh, earlier, you were talking about the word normalizing. Um, one of the most offensive things as growing up, I'm about your age, was was they portrayed minstrel shows. In minstrel shows, you had white people dressing in blackface and accentuating black features like lips, lip eyes, and everything like that. Can you tell me what the difference is that these people, men who are dressing up like women, putting stuff on their face, putting prosthetics on, and accentuating... What a woman should look what they think a woman should look like. Can you tell me the difference between that and a menstrual show?
2: Rocco, this is a brilliant observation I think you're making here. So you're saying that that transgenderism, the idea that a man can become a woman or dress like a woman, is basically a version of blackface.
12: blackface. And, And what's caught what what got rid of that is people normalized calling it for what it was. It was racism. This is sexism and misogyny against women. I have two daughters. You're, you're making fun of, of, of women by, by dressing like this. And, and, and a ton of makeup and, and fake body parts. I mean, it's like you're making fun of women just the same as minstrel shows made fun of black people by painting their face and making their lips bigger and eyes bulge out. That's the same thing. That, you know, You have to normalize. That term, this is sexist. What these transgender people are doing is sexist against women.
2: You know, Rocco, this is – it's a great observation you're making, and the thing that concerns me is the invitation that was extended to this transgender dude on TikTok. This was not by accident. This was not by mistake. It was intentional. And I'm telling you that if the Democrats are somehow able to maintain control of Congress, you will see – you will see the Democrats codify these transgender and these medical mutilation surgeries just like they're going to codify abortion.
12: But, Todd, that lifestyle and that is genetically impossible well, to keep it recreating. You, you can't keep recreating that. That's, it, that it can't be. It,
2: I mean, it's, a, it's a fair point. And, Rocco, we're, we're running late for a break here, so I'm going to have to let you go. But thank you for that. Rocco says that transgenderism is basically blackface. Uh, Angie, hang tight. She's on the line and has a question about what the interracial what these folks want uh these race agitators and i'm going to answer that question 844-747-8868 this is the todd stearns radio show All right, ladies and gentlemen, my fellow countrymen, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Hope you're doing good today. By the way, ToddStearns.com. You click on that Alliance Defending Freedom banner. I want to I want to finish by meeting our goal, $20,000. And we need your help to do that. And you go to ToddStearns.com, click on the Alliance Defending Freedom banner, and give what you can give. All right, I want to go to the phones here. Angie in Georgia uh, has a question. And Angie, you know that we love to answer questions on the radio. Yes, sir. I
4: just, I'm confused. Wait, wait,
2: wait, 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 wait. Hold, hold. What is that noise in the background?
4: That's my donkey.
2: (laughs) Oh, you have a donkey. Grace thought it was a cow.
4: It is. I have a cow, too. She's yelling at me. Her name is Miss Moo Moo. She's our milking cow.
2: Miss Moo Moo. Okay, very nice. (laughs) I'm glad to know this.
4: Uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just have one quick question. Um, I have several friends that are interracial couples. I also have a wonderful, beautiful niece that is an interracial african-american and white my sister is a caucasian and her husband is african-american yes their daughter is 26 years old she is married to a caucasian man and they have a interracial baby so when they go see this movie is the baby supposed to go in or out or is the 26 year old daughter that's half white half black supposed to sit out and go in what is the deal with
2: that? Uh, well, that this is a fair question, Angie, and I'm going to answer this question. Very few talk radio hosts would dabble in and dip their toe into this issue. But there's a very simple solution. You gotta go see Top Gun. That's what you gotta go see. I think everybody can go see Top Gun, no matter of skin color. But you raised a good point, and my question was what about Barack Obama? You know, his mother was white and his father was black, so would Obama be allowed to go see Black Panther based on these Black activists?
4: That's my question. It's That's a, a my great whole question. question, right
2: there. Mm-hmm. It's a it's and a great. What point.
4: about Obama's kids? They've got white white Caucasian blood in them. Are they allowed to go the first weekend?
2: It is a fair question, Angie. <laughs> it is. You see, it is a slippery slope. But this is what critical race theory is all about. And, and I'm actually very thankful that these activists put out that statement. Uh, saying all you white folks cannot go see Black Panther during opening week because it's a great example of, of what that looks like in, in real life. All right, Angie, appreciate the call, and say hello to Miss Moo Moo and all the other uh, barn critters there. Uh, want to go to the Patriot Mobile. <laughs> Grace, you just, I don't know. It is, it's, it's awesome. I think it's great. Ryan elfenbein is on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. From the Standing for Freedom Center at Liberty University, Ryan, uh, you, you got any barnyard uh, critters there at Liberty wandering around?
11: Sadly, no. I, you know, I feel a little left out that I don't have a moo cow with me right now. Miss Moo. Uh, that's right, but uh, but no, we do just fine. Somewhere around here is Sparky, and uh, if I can find Sparky, I'd love to have Sparky on sometime. That's our.
2: That is our school mascot. Oh, well, the, uh, because Liberty, of course, the Flames, and coming off that big win against BYU, which is sort of a prophecy, uh, you know, that had been yes. prophesied by Jerry Falwell Sr. back in the day, that one day they would have a football team and they would beat uh, BYU and Notre Dame.
11: That's exactly right. So, by the way, Notre Dame is next on our list, Todd. But we had a fantastic weekend, sellout crowd, 41 to 14. You couldn't ask for any better weather on that day. Uh, it was just wonderful to see so many people gathered there on Liberty Mountain.
2: Sort of like a holy war on the gridiron, as they uh,
11: That's say. exactly right. <laughs>
2: All right. Well, Ryan, uh, we've got a lot to talk about. Politics, midterm elections. I know you guys are knee-deep on the culture side of things. I'm curious, yeah. what are some of the big culture issues you guys are looking at that are motivating voters to get out there?
11: Well, I mean, the, the life issue is always number one, but it's just interesting to see more recently uh, this development within the realm of education. Education has become a winning issue among conservatives because Parents are concerned about indoctrination, radical indoctrination. You were just talking about critical race theory. This is something that was big in Loudoun County, Virginia, just last election. It's not going away, Todd. It's you know, it's being rebranded as social-emotional learning and all those other things, but also queer gender theory. I mean, parents are really concerned about not only school choice, but educational freedom. God-fearing parents want to raise their children. They see fit. They want to have parental rights. They want to hold teachers accountable against this radical indoctrination that's coming into schools. And I'll just tell you, Todd, for your listeners, we have over 18,000 K through 12 enrolled in our Liberty Online Academy. That's coast to coast across the country. It's our fastest growing service that we offer in education, and it's for students, Uh, From kindergarten up to 18 years of age. And and part of it is what's happening is because this is sweeping the nation. What's happening in public schools, many parents are fed up and saying, look, I I want out of this and I want another option.
2: Ryan Helfenbein is with the Standing for Freedom Center at Liberty University. Ryan, what about the college vote? Are you seeing young people getting out and voting, doing early voting? I know a lot of kids at Liberty are politically active. Uh, what's happening there?
11: Yeah, I think that I think the biggest thing for our students, at least here on campus, is they're they're thinking about their own future. They're looking at the economy. High inflation; it is impacting them what they pay at the pump. It's impacting meal tax, for example, what they pay when they go to the student union to go pick up a lunch or go to Chick Fil A. They're they're seeing that there's a rising cost. Everything is a is a system of trade offs, and when you make bad monetary decisions, bad fiscal policy will impact young people in the po- at the at the pocketbook with what they pay. So. Uh, I, I think that uh, young voters are concerned about the future of the economy. I think they're looking at their future when it comes to jobs, and they're asking some pretty tough and honest questions.
2: It is interesting, though, how all of this does come back to education, whether it's the these um, sex and gender radicals that are out there teaching and promoting transgenderism. I mean, these are issues that are happening in our classrooms and it seems to me this is the engine driving the change in our nation right now.
11: Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, what's happening in locker rooms, for example? That kind of conversation about keeping biological males out of women's locker rooms, out of women's sports. Uh, we just uh, had Riley Gaines, actually, here on campus, the UK swimmer that went up against Leah Thomas, actually had a statistical tie with Leah Thomas, wasn't awarded from the platform, but we recognized her here at Liberty University and thanked her for her courage, for her heroism. I and mean, we, we need more of that in our country. And so young students in college, they're looking at the, the, the question they're asking is, what is the future of NCAA sports? Uh, are we really about protecting women? And we should be.
2: And I think that's going to be an issue that many Christian colleges are going to have to face as well. Uh, if the NCAA puts down and, and throws down the hammer and says you will abide by these by these policies, that's going to be a tough issue for a lot of religious schools around the nation. I have to imagine.
11: Absolutely, but the time is to stand up now. Yes, I, I will just say that I I'm hardened, you know, more recently to see that the Supreme Court in New York, for example overturned the firing of all those unvaccinated workers so policies can go in reversal when there is a big public outcry and that's where people honest americans need to stand up now and make their voice be heard
2: all right good stuff what's happening with the center uh, any big activities coming down the pike
11: Well, we do have our Standing for Freedom Summit. Uh, This is our third annual summit uh, right here on campus on November 4 and 5. We'll have Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson, Sean Foyt, Allie B. Stuckey, Liz Wheeler, many people coming on campus to see. Actually, it'll be at the Thomas Road Baptist Church, November 4
2: and 5. Fantastic. And, uh, folks, we have a link to the Center's website over at uh, the live show blog, and you can check out all that information there. Sounds like a great conference. Ryan, always good having you on the program. Thank you, Todd. All right, Ryan Helfenbein, ladies and gentlemen, from the Standing for Freedom Center at Liberty University. And uh, we always appreciate the great work that the uh, the folks there at Liberty are doing. 844 747 8868. That's our toll free telephone number. Interesting story I want to share with you from the Federalist, Molly Hemingway. And there is, um, there, there's something. Very odd happening within the Republican Party. Now, we know for a fact that Liz Cheney and the establishment Republicans are trying to stop MAGA candidates. That's very well documented. So that is not up for dispute at all. Uh, But there's been a lot of concern among Mitch McConnell trying trying to throw some of the Senate races and, quite frankly, pitching a temper tantrum. Uh, Mitch McConnell has been out there. He's been blasting a lot of the Trump-endorsed candidates. And as Hemingway writes here in her piece in The Federalist, it was a perfect example of how divide-and-conquer strategies have been helped along by Republicans themselves, including the least popular politician in the country. Now, Carrie Lake was asked about all of this because she is no friend of the establishment. And they asked her, what do you think about Mitch McConnell? And here's what Carrie Lake had to say. I think Mitch McConnell needs to wake up and realize the Republican Party is about we, the people. It's not about the political elites like Mitch in D.C. He's got to start representing the people. And we're going to actually strengthen the party. And she goes on to talk about what a great movement they have in Arizona. And she says it's the people of Arizona stepping forward, realizing they have to take their government back. And I think Mitch should actually embrace this. I'm receiving support from the RNC, the Arizona GOP, the Republican Governors Association. And so I appreciate any help I get, but the real support is from the people. And Hemingway is saying that whatever the Democrat or whatever Liz Cheney and the the rhinos were trying to do is not working. And that at the end of the day, the Trump Republicans will take over the party. Do you agree with that? 844-747-8868. 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. A reminder, Toddstearns.com Click on the Elias Defending Freedom banner and help us in our final days of the ADF Radiothon. coming up on tomorrow's show by the way herschel walker is going to be here also our great pollster and strategist matt towry uh, and he's man he is one of the best in the business i know he does a lot of stuff with hannity so we've got a great show lined up for tomorrow uh let's go to the phones here 844-747-8868 lisa in north carolina on the talk station lisa what can i do for you
6: hello todd should i put my speaker on
2: uh, no you no you're good. You're good.
6: Okay. Oh, I just wanna thank you. I've been listening to you like has been like ten months, eleven months. I've been listening to a lot of talk radio. To work, home, home, you know. And I just wanna thank you. I listen to all you guys, Raymond, Gorka, Lars. And I just wanna thank you because you are right on target about everything. I'm sixty one, I have one grandson. I'm from. I'm a Yankee. Um, no, I'm from New York State, though. You know, on the other side of the bridge, I tell everyone.
2: Oh yeah, Lisa. Boston, it's interesting. County. It's interesting about.
6: State. Yeah. It's
2: interesting about New York because once you get out outside of New York City, it's normal people.
6: Yeah. Well, yeah. There's probably still liberals, but I've been in North Carolina going almost 29 years. Wow. Yeah. So
2: you're a Southerner. Um, you're, I, I you bet know. you drink tea and uh, you maybe no. throw a y'all in there a time or two.
6: Oh, God, I try not to, but, I, you know, I want to. <laughs> I just can't. You know how we, you know, I don't know where you're from, but.
2: Oh, we, I'm a Southerner. You
6: know, well, okay. Well, we learned you, you is plural. You know, you is plural. All
2: yeah, right, give anyway, it a shot, just Lisa. Just say, just say y'all. Oh, just goodness. say y'all. Uh,
6: y'all, yeah, I do like to say it. <laughs>
2: But anyway, Ted Cruz—he was awesome. You know, Ted Ted Cruz Ted is doing is doing great. He was on the View yesterday, and the squawking magpies on the View—they didn't have a chance. Uh, He was he was a man's man, Lisa, (laughs) a man's man.
6: Yes, and that's what we need. Indeed, the posters
2: up. Be a man, Lisa. We appreciate your kind words, and you're listening to some great people: uh, Sebastian, Lars, all sorts of great folks and all friends of mine, and uh, you're very kind to say what you just said. All right, let's go to Iowa. Jerry on the line. Hi, Jerry. What's going on?
13: Hey, Brother Todd. I wanted to answer your question about whether my opinion changed about the GOP on January 6th. But first, I wanted to say I loved Miss Angie. And that was a good call. And uh, her solution to her Black Panther movie would be put all the the dark skinned people up front, the lighter as you go back, and then the, the farm animals in the, <laughs> the very back row. Just
2: fade, Do a fade but, out. <laughs> but
13: to answer, yeah, but to answer the question about my opinion on uh, J Six, um, I watched five hours of the event as it unfolded. The two or two. Peaceful hours before, and then the transition. I watched the whole thing unfold. And did my opinion change of the GOP uh, of watching and, that, and the aftermath? And the answer is no, not not at all. It, now, my opinion of the deep state has changed a lot, how devious they are. But the same GOP principles are in the platform, the same basic behaviors. There's some rhinos, but the narratives are all good. So, no, I mean, it's to me, it's just theater and i haven't fallen for it because i watched five hours of it
2: jerry anyone who watched it saw what was going on and uh, look uh were there trump supporters there who got out of hand yeah uh should they have been charged absolutely uh and if and they should have been you know they should have been um serving time for whatever crime they did but just to throw people in jail for you know a year plus without any sort of a trial without any official formal charges i got a big problem with that and that to me sounds more like a political prisoner situation than people that are actually doing time for for doing a crime
13: it was basically a protest maybe a few misdemeanor trespassing but certainly no felonies in prison political prison so i Love you, man. God bless you.
2: Jerry, God bless you. And again, I, it's it's the optics, and people see the big clouds of smoke and all that. That did not come from the protesters. Those were tear gas canisters that were being fired by the Capitol Police, as well they should have. The Capitol Police were guarding the Capitol building, and they were firing those canisters to try and disperse the crowd. I get that. But again, going back to the premise that this was some sort of an, an insurrection, yeah, I'm not I'm not buying what they're trying to sell there. All right, coming up, we're going to play some audio for you. I am this is a hoot. So Peyton Manning and his brother Eli, they've been doing this uh, they do the uh, ESPN has a special channel and the brothers are basically sitting there watching the game and they're offering their their opinions about the game and about life and whatever. So for whatever reason, ESPN thought it was going to be a good idea to bring Barack Obama on to talk about politics during a football game last night. And we're going to have this audio. The video's insane because the Manning brothers were like, just their eye rolls and their general demeanor. It was like, what, what the heck is going on here? Really? They're not paying us enough money to do this. All right, got to take a break here. 844-747-8868, toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show.
0: Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee. It's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd
2: Starnes. All right. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to hour three of the big show. Good to have you with us today, as we are in the home stretch. Getting ready to make America great again, again. And the first piece of the puzzle will uh, be dropped on election day, the midterm elections, as voters go to the polls. And the, the polling data all over the place, uh, things are certainly looking good for Republicans in the House. Uh, New York Times has a, a piece up saying that the Senate could stay in the hands of the Democrats, but anything is up for grabs, Right, everything's up for grabs right now. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, a good friend of this program uh, from the great state of Montana, Congressman Matt Rosendale. Congressman, hope you're doing well today.
15: I'm uh, coming to you live from the Bible-loving, gun-toting town of Glendive, Montana.
2: You see, I know you're doing good, Congressman, because I've been on your Facebook feed or your Twitter feed. Uh, you were at um, Rand's Custom Hat Shop in Billings. Uh, you've been at the rodeo. Uh, you're having a good old time out there on the campaign trail.
15: We are back in America, here in Montana, let me tell you. I'm back in the real world, back here with all my friends and my constituents, and it's a, a good place, even... Whether you're working or whether you're playing, it's a good place to be. Uh,
2: I love it. Uh, Congressman, I'm curious to know what folks are telling you as you're um, going out there, meeting people, talking to your constituents. What are the big issues facing Montana voters?
15: Todd, this is about as easy a summary as I can give you. In 1982, uh, after we came out of the Carter administration, Hank Williams Jr. composed a song It's called Country Boy. And the first verse is, the interest rate's up and the stock market's down, and you're going to get mugged if you go downtown. That's exactly <laughs> what the people of Montana are talking about.
2: You know, those country music songs, they're long-lasting, the messages. Uh, they're not dated, I'll tell you that much.
15: It's almost like Babylon B, right? It, they're, they're so They're so funny, but they're so true.
2: You know, Congressman, uh, over the weekend, late Friday night, we got a big document dump from the White House, and those border-crossing numbers, the illegals, more than two million, more than any other president in recent memory, is that having an impact there in the state of Montana? I know you guys are in a border state with Mexico, but are you guys, uh, you're, uh, you're a border state with Canada, but are you guys seeing those kinds of problems there?
15: We are. I'm glad you brought that up, Todd, because I'll tell you, I met with the uh, law enforcement officials in Yellowstone County last week. So while I'm having a lot of fun going around to the hat you know, store and, and the uh, rodeo, there's a lot of serious work that needs to be done as well. So I met with the county officials, the city officials, the local law enforcement, and they have got incredible problems, like a, like a lot of uh, municipalities across the, uh, the nation, with prison overcrowding. Or detention center overcrowding with the uh, workload on the uh, courts being just so heavy, uh, a, a lack of prosecutors, a lack of public defenders, a shortage of judges because they can't this pipeline is so backed up. but as we really drilled into it, the the uh, origin of this problem begins at the southern border Todd, I am not exaggerating the fentanyl, and the methamphetamine and the human trafficking that we are dealing with here in Montana is a lot worse than uh, people would believe, and it is coming directly from the southern border. You just cited the, the, uh, the record numbers of crossings, and these are the people that have actually had encounters. Uh, don't forget, we've got about another million people that did not have encounters. I've made three journeys down to the southern border myself to meet with the law enforcement, with the border patrol, with the local businesses and farmers and ranchers. And we've uh, witnessed video surveillance of people that are dressed from the bottom of their feet to the top of their head in camouflage, and they are sneaking into our country. Now, with 2.3 million people have come in, thrown their arms up, and said, please take me in and they see how easy it is, how bad do you have to be to sneak in under the cover of night in full camouflage? These are the criminals. These are the drug smugglers. These are the additional terrorists. Oh, by the way, you forgot to mention that one. 20 people on the terrorist watch list in September. That brings us to a total of the fiscal year 90. And that's the ones that they know about, Todd. There there is a major problem on that southern border and it is impacting the entire nation
2: and uh, fox news reporting there were enough uh, there were enough uh illegals coming across in one month alone to fill two university of michigan football stadiums unbelievable the numbers of people, and we're having to take care of them. And and that's the other issue is with the economy, a recession. We know the economy is going to get a heck of a lot worse under this president. Uh, what is that going to look like now that we have to take care of these millions of people that have invaded our nation?
15: It's going to drive up the, the cost of the social safety net, which means that the taxpayers across the nation are going to have to shoulder the burden of educating, of medicating, of housing of feeding all these folks. They're here illegally. They're getting hearing dates for their asylum claims that are out as far as eight years now. Uh, The whole thing is, Todd, we know how to resolve this. We have proven strategies, not theories. We saw it under the Trump administration. I introduced legislation last year to have the Remain in Mexico policy uh, put into statute. So that as people come into our country and they claim asylum, instead of giving them a date and then releasing them into the country for a hearing, which we know they're never going to show up for, they have to be detained in Mexico while they're waiting for that hearing date. That one simple piece of legislation proves that it would have 75% of those folks return to their country of origin. And it slows down the flow. The, the Border Patrol guys are telling us Don't send us more Border Patrol. Don't send us more money. All that's going to do is give us the ability to run more people into the country faster and incentivize other folks to come here so that the line gets bigger and heavier.
2: Well, Congressman, we're going to leave it there. I know you've got a lot of work to do out on the campaign trail, and we wish you the very best of luck in your reelection efforts. Uh, I think it's going to be a really, really good day for Republicans in November.
15: Well, then it'll be a good day for the country, my friend. God well bless you and all the work you're doing.
2: All right. Thank you, Congressman. Appreciate that. Matt Rosendale, ladies and gentlemen, from the great uh, great state of Montana, big sky country, as they say. Um, Alina Haba says that Trump is the best candidate to bring voters to the polls. Cut number two.
10: I think it's a third amount of people that are going to these rallies. Hundreds of thousands of people have attended. And this is where the value is. So, yes, we are spending money, but don't forget there's something else. We have Donald Trump, who's leading in the polls for the GOP. He's helping push these people. He's helping get their message out. And that is invaluable. And I think that if we ignore that, then, yes, if you look at somewhere where we don't have a spokesperson on the Democrat side, and you've got somebody who's licking ice cream, you know, then then, of course, it looks different. But we're going to spend we're going to keep spending money. We're going to make sure everybody gets to where they need to be on November 8th. But more importantly, we got to get people out and voting. And I think Donald Trump is the best voice for that. He is the strongest leader to do that. And he's the one that's getting everybody out there. And that is what we need.
2: All right. And the the whole point of that, uh, by the way, um, she was asked on uh, Newsmax, whether or not the Trump campaign should be releasing more money, because there are a couple of big Trump packs that are sitting on tens of millions of dollars, and the question from the Newsmax anchors is whether or not that money should, in fact, be used to support candidates that maybe Mitch McConnell and others are ignoring, and uh, a bit of a, a bit of a situation there. I, I mean, it's, look, Trump can do whatever he wants to with the money. By the way, the president, President Trump, very upset at Bob Woodward. Woodward sat down with the president and interviewed him over a period of hours and hours and hours. It was was a multi-week, multi-month event. And President Trump says he didn't realize the tapes of the interviews were going to be released. And now the president is very upset. And he says that Bob Woodward is... Not a good man, that he was not trustworthy, and shame on Bob Woodward. Uh, The headline for Mediaite, Trump loses it on Bob Woodward for releasing the tapes of the interviews. Quote, he had no right to use my voice. That's what the president is writing on True Social, and I'll just read the president's statement here. Uh, Bob Woodward never got my permission to release tapes of my various interviews with him. Those tapes were allowed only for purposes of making sure that he got my quotes and statements correct for the written word. In other words, for his nevertheless highly inaccurate book. The tapes are much better than the book, at least if they were not bludgeoned to death by him to make me look as bad as possible. But he and his publisher had no right to use my voice or them. Now, I I really feel sympathetic here for the president, and I know that he probably put his trust in Bob Woodward, but that was a mistake. I mean, Bob Woodward, Maggie Haberman, why would President Trump allow these individuals anywhere near the Oval Office? I don't understand this. Now, we've had others out there saying, well, you know, they tried to psychoanalyze Trump. And they said, well, you know, the reality is Trump loves the limelight and he wants to be loved by uh, the New York Times and the Washington Post. And that's why he lets these reporters into the Oval Office. I don't know. But, Mr. President, if I were you, you get in again. I wouldn't allow anybody from the New York Times or the Washington Post within a mile of the Oval Office. What say you, ladies and gentlemen? 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Oh, well, I've got to tell you about our good buddy, Dick Morris. He has an incredible new book out, and it is huge. Dick Morris, by the way, was on Newsmax just yesterday, said Trump will make a very big announcement right after the upcoming election. It's going to be huge and it's going to shock the media. Uh, the new book by Dick Morris um, about Trump becoming president again came out this summer. It's called The Return. Already a major bestseller list, and it has been predicting a lot of the events surrounding the president. And now Dick Morris says some major news will soon rock the country. Now, I've been encouraging you to get Dick Morris's book, The Return, in bookstores, but you can also get yourself a free copy. How do you do that? All you have to do is check out the free offer from Newsmax and save $28. Call 1-800-NEWSMAX. That's 1-800-NEWSMAX or go to the return911.com. That's the return911.com to get your copy today. Well, there's a great story out of the Commonwealth of Kentucky, John Calipari, uh, John Calipari and I know that uh, Grace is a big basketball fan. Are you a big uh, Kentucky, you're not a big Kentucky Wildcat fan, you're a Memphis Tiger.
9: What in the world? Of course not. Uh, do you sorry. know anything I... about Coach Calipari I in just, Memphis? I just
2: had a brain freeze. Uh,
9: yeah. No, Tigers all the way.
2: Well, uh, Calipari is making headlines for all the right reasons.
9: What'd you just call him?
2: What did I say? Calipari. Whatever. Calipari. Like
9: like Calamari. calamari. (laughs) That's what you're thinking of, like the
2: fish. (laughs) Calipari. Calipari. You just ruined the whole story. (laughs) I'm
9: sorry. Continue.
2: I'm telling a a wholesome, like heart tugging You made the
9: mistake of bringing a Memphis on to talk about that.
2: So the coach was, uh, they were doing a scrimmage in Pikeville, Kentucky. And uh, the coach, who by the way grew up in a coal mining family in West Virginia, and so anyway, he's looking. I guess he's scanning the stands, and there was a uh, there was a guy and his little three year old kid, and they were like seated almost at courtside, and it was very clear that the guy had just gotten off work at the coal mine, so he was wearing his work clothes, and he was covered from head to toe in in soot. Oh wow! Uh, which is what you would expect at a um, you know, if you work at a coal mine. And so, anyway, the coach took a picture of it, and he posted it on his social media. And um, he said, you know, um, my family's American dream started in a Clarksburg, West Virginia coal mine. So this picture hits home. And it's of this guy and his little boy. He said, from what I've been told, after a shift, he raised to be with his son to watch the game. I don't know who this is, but I have tickets for him and his family at Rupp Arena to be treated as VIPs. So anyway, it turns out this guy had gotten up at 4.30 in the morning to work his shift, and this was going to be his son's very first Kentucky basketball game. So this is kind of like one of those father-son moments. Do you feel bad now, Grace? I do. Thank you. So so it was going to be one of these father-son moments, and the guy says... I only had 45 minutes to get to the ball game, so I didn't have time to go home and change and so he just went went as he was. What I thought was interesting about the photo is that there was this big crowd of people, not a single person cared. You know, it's that's just life in Virginia and West Virginia, well, life in Kentucky. And it's basketball. People are there from all different stripes and uh, anyways, so there um they're they're going to bring the family and they're going to give them the vip treatment i think that's a pretty cool story
9: that's pretty nice i have to admit
2: thank you all right so there you go in uh, a weird sports story, so I told you about Peyton Manning and his brother Eli. They do this thing on ESPN where they basically do a pay, play-by-play, sort of very casual in-the-living-room thing. And ESPN made them put on Obama. I know the Mannings had nothing to do with this, but here's here's how that went.
16: Mr. President, obviously we know that midterms are coming up here on November 8th. Uh, we know you've been busy out on the trails. Ooh, good throw there. Uh, we know how important it is to vote and to have your voice heard. What can people do to register and find out more about the process? Listen, uh, every election is important in a democracy. And regardless of where you stand on the issues, you taking
2: 15, 20 minutes
16: out, out uh, to let your voice be heard makes a big difference. Uh, and, you know, You've got all kinds of issues from jobs, the economy, climate change, you know, you name it, that is essentially on the ballot because you're deciding who's going to speak for you. And you should make sure that somebody actually cares about you. So keep playing this, Kyle. Uh, You can so, go to IWillVote.com. So I Kyle is telling me the, the
2: Mannings are just com. nodding their heads up and down. They're, they're not paying any attention.
16: all the information you need to find out. I voted last week. Literally took me... Uh, minutes to vote. Uh, Michelle and I went in. There wasn't a crowd because we have early vote in Illinois. Some places uh, you have mail-in voting or you can go on election day on November 8th. But the key thing is, you know, don't, don't let, uh, don't pass up the opportunity to participate because, you know, if you're unhappy with how things are, uh, the, the good news is, is the way our system's set up, you can actually bring about some change. Well said,
13: that's great. Well said. iwillvote.com <laughs> dot com. You can yeah, check it out, that's you great. register and, and find find where to vote in your area.
1: <laughs>
16: that's exactly right, and and <laughs> you know, uh, uh, okay. as we see in sports, you know, when,
2: okay. when teams are that's playing, it, game, that's it. That's it. Who in their right mind thought it was a good idea for that to happen during an NFL game? Who who came up with that? Yeah, all right. Yeah, that's right. That's brilliant, sir. That's that's pretty awesome, Mr. President. Unbelievable. All right, we got to we got to run here. We got to take a quick break. Eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. 8868. New York State Supreme Court has now reinstated all fired unvaccinated employees with back pay. It's a great day to be an American, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. All right, folks, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. Just a reminder that our big fundraising effort for Alliance Defending Freedom is about to wrap up. We just have a few more days, an opportunity for you to donate some much needed cash as we fight for religious liberty across America. Alliance Defending Freedom, they do not take a single penny from their clients, so everything is pro bono, and they're able to do that only because of your generous donations so we would encourage you to go right now to toddstearns.com and you click on that banner and lend us a helping hand well i want to go right now to the patriot mobile newsmaker line always a pleasure to have one of the smartest people i know charles thorngren is the chief executive officer of legacy precious metals and uh, that is certainly where i get my gold from and you should too by the way charles hope you're doing well today
17: I'm doing great. that's quite the the build up there. Thank you.
2: Well, look, no, in all seriousness, um, I just really appreciate the great work you and your team do and and how easy you make it for people you know to try to figure out okay, how do we how do we get out of the markets? How do we diversify our retirement plans? And a lot of people are asking those questions, Charles, especially with the economy and the state of the economy these days.
17: And, you know, absolutely. We hear that a lot. That is the big question. How do I protect myself from what I know to be coming? Uh, and that's what we're here for. You know, we make it as simple as we can um, when we're as informative as we can be. So that's the great thing. That's the whole goal.
2: Charles, you take a, a long term look at where the economy is going. And, and I'm wondering, what are some warning signs you are seeing and what should people be preparing for?
17: You know, the the biggest warning sign is you have the Fed itself saying this is going to be a protracted um, high interest rate period. That means they know they didn't do their job right, uh, and it's going to take a while to get this fixed. So we're going to see all the the movement of the markets and all the movement of the economy and jobs uh, all while going through a higher interest rate period. Which affects real estate as well you know um, and we're seeing that now it's the sixth month of, of uh, home prices coming down um, which sounds like a good thing for for the average customer except if they're in a position where they need to borrow money to buy that home right because now it's costing them extremely more money than just six months ago so so that puts uh, uh, a lot of pressure on what is most likely the biggest expense? that everyone has in their life is their home. You own your home, and that's usually your biggest source of wealth um, as, as a person in today's age. So it losing value, uh, it's not positive for those who are at the end of the uh, accumulation process so they can retire. Uh, now, it may be good for those who are younger, but that's some years to come yet.
2: You know, as interesting, as early as March, Charles, I remember the the media doing those stories about Uh, older adults who are living on those fixed incomes and inflation was already having a huge impact cutting into those uh, fixed incomes way back in in march and i have to imagine that is only going to get worse
17: absolutely we we know that the fed still has two more raises this year they're going to raise in november and they're probably going to raise in december as well so that's going to get harder it's going to get more difficult
2: I want to talk about what happens next because uh, there are a lot of people out there, Charles, they are st- starting in in their investments. Uh, the, maybe they're young people just getting married, just getting started out. Others that are trying to figure out what the heck am I supposed to do here You know, with the uh, stock market and the roller coaster ride everybody's on. Um, why should I consider investing in gold and silver?
17: Great, great question. And, and it really comes down to this. Um, gold and silver, even in the best of times, is a diversity, right? We all grew up with that age old uh, statement of don't put all your eggs in one basket. This is the same thing that we're talking about. And precious metals is that separate basket from the equities and the bond markets. What makes it more relevant now is the other baskets are in trouble. They have no bottom, the bottom is gone out. So any eggs you have in there, they're going to fall. So this time specifically is when you need to have metals. It's not just sound advice. It's a necessity because we know the Dow is going to come down. We know bonds are much harder to deal with the way yields are going. We also know that the, the Federal Reserve ha- has a balance sheet that's filled with you know, um, bonds and bills that they could not sell at the market. That's important because we need them to have a cleaner balance sheet so when the recession comes, they can help fight it. They're not going to be able to fight it. So this extracted period of pain is letting us know now more than ever, get your foundation solid, get precious metals. Doesn't mean you sell everything, but you should have a good basis there so that you can ride through this storm.
2: Charles Thorngren is the chief executive officer of Legacy Precious Metals, and he has helped me out a lot over the years, and I I love his great advice. Uh, Folks, he has not steered me wrong, and he will not steer you wrong either. Uh, And they have some incredible, um, incredible investment opportunities over at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's Legacy Precious Metals, LegacyPMInvestments.com. And uh, Charles, I want you to tell our listeners about the, the gold IRA, which is a pretty unique thing that you guys offer.
17: Yeah, you know, your gold IRA, we say gold IRA, but it's gold and silver. And, you know, we have all the metals there. But really what it does, it takes... The thing you work so hard for, your retirement, and it protects it. The last thing that you want to do, and we saw this happen a lot in in 2008, is you work your entire life and you're thinking, I've done what I was supposed to do. I didn't buy the new cars. I saved money. I put money away so that I could retire and live the life that I always wanted. I worked so hard for it, now's my chance to enjoy And the problem is, when the market fell apart, so did their dreams. Their ability to take care of themselves and live that life that they worked 35, 40 years for. So what we say is don't leave that to chance. Take portion of that IRA, roll it over, put it into a precious metals or gold IRA, and have that same safety for your retirement because that's so important. The one thing you can't get back in your investment parameters is time. We don't want to lose time by having it at the whim of a market that we know, a stock market that we know is bad and it's risky. So get that protection so that you can do that retirement thing that you wanted. You can live that dream, whether it's go and travel or, or just you know buy a motorcycle and travel around the United States, whatever it may be, you'll have that option still.
2: You know, it's interesting. Uh, we were so we were doing a study on audiences, and we're we're all about trends and analytics on on the program. And a couple of weeks ago, they were telling us, "Hey, by the way, the average age of of your show is about thirty seven years old, which is pretty young, and uh, that's a pretty that's a pretty good age range." We, I mean, we have people from all different backgrounds listening, but by and large, the average person around thirty seven years old. And Charles, uh, you know, I think at that age. Uh, I was not even thinking about this, but if I had been listening to talk radio and, 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 and if I heard this message, I would have immediately jumped in because I have to imagine you're going to be a heck of a lot better off years later if you invest early on.
17: Absolutely. Time is the key factor, right? And, and any any retirement vehicle will tell you that. It's the amount of time you spend in the asset. So when you do something like diversify from the very beginning – It puts you head and shoulders above the rest. It gives you that advantage so that you, with time, will do far better than everyone because you'll have more of a safety net for everything. And the ups and downs of the market won't throw off your path.
2: I love this. Uh, Folks, here's the deal. If you go to LegacyPMInvestments.com, Charles has a great free gold guide for you. And they will literally walk you through the process so you can see all of the aspects of investing in gold. And the the, the one thing I really appreciated early on when I got started, there's no high-pressure sales here. They're, they just want to help you. They want to answer your questions, and they're going to take very good care of you. Again, LegacyPMInvestments.com. Or you can call 866-473-6204 uh, to get information. And, of course, we have a direct link on our website at toddstarns.com. Charles, always good hearing from you, and thanks again for the, for the great advice.
17: As always, it's my pleasure.
2: All right, Charles, Charles Thorngren, ladies and gentlemen, the Chief Executive Officer of of Legacy Precious Metals. And you heard Charles on our Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Patriot Mobile, by the way, a longtime sponsor of this program, and we are friends of Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier. They have plans to fit any budget. They also have plans for business and residential. And get this, folks, if you are a veteran or a first responder, they're going to have huge discounts just for you. All you need to do is go to PatriotMobile.com slash Todd. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Todd, and all the information is there. You say, Todd, do they have good coverage in my area? Well, that's a great question. Uh, Once you go to the website, you will see a coverage button. You just click on that, and you'll be able to see what the coverage looks like in your town. All right, again, PatriotMobile.com slash Todd. We'll be right back. Coming up tomorrow on The Big Show, Herschel Walker's going to be here. Also, Matt Towery and our good buddy Steve Gill is going to drop by. So uh, we look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's program. And in the meantime, you can also go to ToddStearns.com. We have so many great stories uh, for you to check out there at ToddStearns.com. I want to play some audio here. Fox News has really been doing a terrific job covering the the border crisis here is brett bear and bill malugian cut number six
12: we're getting a look at the border crossing numbers tonight from september and they are shocking migrant encounters and terror suspect arrests at the border were at record levels our crews there down on the border continue to witness large groups of illegal immigrants coming into the country every day correspondent bill malugian is once again in eagle pass texas tonight
1: In what some critics describe as a blatant news dump, DHS released highly anticipated September border numbers late Friday night past 11 p.m. Eastern and they are historic. The numbers reveal there were more than 227,000 migrant encounters in September, the highest September in DHS history and the equivalent of two full capacity University of Michigan football stadiums. Fiscal year 2022 ended with nearly 2.4 million migrant encounters. That's equivalent to the population of Houston and it's the highest fiscal year ever recorded, not including 600,000 known gotaways in the year. There were also 98 Border Patrol arrests of suspects on the FBI's terror watch list in fiscal year 2022. That's nearly quadruple the previous five fiscal years combined. Those are just the ones that we actually encountered. How many more were smart enough to wait until Border Patrol agents were overwhelmed? and then come across. Early this morning, Fox News witnessed another large group of migrants crossing illegally on the north side of Eagle Pass. CBP sources tell Fox in this Del Rio sector, in just the first three weeks of October alone, there have already been more than 29,000 illegal crossings here. In the Rio Grande Valley, video provided by a law enforcement source shows a group of drug smugglers in broad daylight loading up a waiting vehicle with bundles of drugs. Like Texas DPS later pursued and arrested the driver, an 18-year-old U.S. citizen. In his trunk, 10 bundles of marijuana totaling 240
2: pounds. So far, 856 illegals have died at the border. Their blood is on the hands of Joe Biden and the Democrats. This story from Newsmax. Jack Gornell is the writer. Chest reconstructions on trans kids are up nearly 400%. So the number of chest reconstruction surgeries has increased dramatically in the past three years from 100 to 489. That's citing a study by Vanderbilt University. There were 489 top surgeries or chest reconstructions. Uh, these are basically girls transitioning to be boys and they're having their breast surgically removed. The study did not look at bottom surgeries. Good God almighty. In which the sex organs are altered. The average age of teens receiving the surgery 17, but 5% were younger than 14. This is this is heinous child abuse. Heinous child abuse. Unbelievable. M.S.D.N.C. c says uh, all of you Republicans out there are Nazis. Cut number eight, please. I mean,
18: I'm not calling, uh, I'm not going to say that, you know, the GOP are Nazis at this point or whatever, but it certainly sounds very familiar to what happened in Germany, which is a bunch of citizens. Adolf Hitler gets a third of the vote. Nobody thought it could happen there. They kind of went along because they said he was going to solve the economy and fix inflation. Yeah, uh, you can, that's right. You can hear it. Those sorts of things, and then oh, lo and behold, a few years later they lost their democracy, and they're all like, "How'd that happen here?" That's my worry. That is my worry. If obviously the price of a hamburger, the price of milk, the the price of gas is concerning, but what is what the, that is a short term problem. The loss of a democracy will decimate everyone's freedom. I think. This is a, We shouldn't try to be saying you need to adopt our culture or whatever it happens to sure. be that is the white nationalists. It should be we stand for democracy, we stand for the Constitution and the dignity of all. That's what we stand for, and if you're with us, join us. Uh,
2: these people, you know, th- there's not a clever or original bone in their body with these people. They're always the Nazis. Fox News, Hannah Grossman, the author. Ohio School Superintendent Defends Bringing Anarchist Bembo... Who posted about sex work to a high school classroom? Now, uh, this is interesting. I I do not mean to speak ill of the anarchist bimbo community, but they're not exactly um, what's the word I'm looking for. Uh, beauty pageant winners? Is that is that is that okay to say?
9: They're not exactly supermodels.
2: Yeah, probably you're not going to see this in a sports. Well, you may see it in a Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. Oh,
9: that's true.
2: Yeah, because they're
9: it's very different now.
2: Dr. Trent Bowers said in a Monday email statement of Fox News, the activist spoke to high school students about homelessness. He added that, quote, a school principal was in the room during the discussion. There was nothing presented to students like um, is being presented on social media. Oh, I think I'm missing a page here. Anyway, the anarchist, Elizabeth Blackburn, is defending her class. She says that uh, it was an awesome experience, and I can't wait to read what the students write about it. In her Twitter profile, Blackburn identifies herself as an anarchist bimbo, a fat activist, and is uh, involved in sex work. So she proudly um, embraces her um, largesse, if you will. (laughs) <laughs> you know what it is it's the braid of the hair I'm, I'm not a big you know how they do the pigtails um but there's only one pigtail and it goes all the way down uh down her oh rather um buxom um body
9: so the solo call. braid
2: a solo braid if you will
9: like a waterfall braid
2: it, it looks like a like a i don't know um, what you would you know a rope that you would <laughs> Pull it's or something. It's called
9: like a waterfall break.
2: Oh, is that what it's called? oh I That's didn't...
9: like a thing. Yeah. Oh, I
2: didn't realize it was a thing. All right. Well, <laughs> trying there... to educate you. Well, there you go. The more you know, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Uh, tomorrow, we've got a big show, a lot going on as we continue our march to the midterm elections. In the meantime, be sure to head over to toddstearns.com. You'll be able to see all of our great stories. Caleb Park and uh, the whole writing team over there doing a terrific job today. Get out there. Be good, America.